0: Thank you, Pastor Sean and Mark and Nolene for leading us in worship as well. Even in this time, it's good to know we can come and uh, we can worship together in this way. Wherever you were uh, this morning, I pray that it encouraged you and uh, what times we live in. But it's good to be able to come together week by week and be encouraged. and I'm not sure how you find your week, so I find myself waking up asking, what day is this? The rhythm seem to be gone, but... This is one of those rhythms we can come back to each week that keeps us steady, keeps our eyes focused on our Lord and our Saviour. We've been looking at a a series called Not a Fan and I want to ask you a question as we begin today. Have you ever been approached or seen one of those deals that seems too good to be true? So it's been said when something looks too good to be true, it usually is. Reminds me of a time when I received a phone call. Um, Just going about my day and I received a phone call from an international voice saying, would you like a free mobile phone? And uh, usually when I receive these calls I I would hang up. But this time I thought, hey wait, this sounds too good to be true. Why, Why not just check this one out? free mobile phone. Why not? It was an Apple, an iPhone. I thought, okay, I'll I'll give this a minute just to see what's involved. And I asked and I was quite bold in asking, so it's free, is it? They said, yes. I said, so no, no strings attached? They said, no, 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 no strings attached. And then of course, a few moments later I was to discover that this phone was completely free, totally free if I signed up for this particular deal with this phone company. There was a very big if. You see, it wasn't free and I can remember even saying, well, if it's free, can I just give you my address and you just post it out. Just You say it's free and of course that wasn't the deal. It wasn't free at all. It came with strings attached. It seems there, are always, there is always the fine print conditions and extras that are hidden from view. There are deals, financial ones, today where you need to be a certain age or earn a certain amount of income. You need to live in the right place. You, you need to meet certain criteria in order to qualify for that particular deal. Now, when we come to Jesus, Jesus invites everyone to follow him. No conditions, no fine print no standards, nothing that you need to qualify for. When Jesus says anyone, when Jesus invites everyone, he means exactly that. Jesus is also completely transparent. There's no hidden details. No, he's upfront. He invites everyone and he shares exactly what it means to be his disciple. We've been looking at Luke 9.23 and today we're looking at this verse a little bit more as we look at this idea of the open invitation, the invitation that Jesus has for every single person. In This passage we read, Jesus saying these words to the crowd, if any of you, some translations say, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. For if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, for my sake, you will save it. There's this wonderful invitation to come and to know eternal spiritual life like like we could never imagine. But it's in this place as we give up ourselves and as we follow him. And in this invitation, you'll notice that Jesus invites anyone everyone. I'd like to unpack this idea a little bit more today. Firstly, we see this idea that anyone is welcome. Maybe you hear these words and like I said before, you think, right, yeah, what's, what's the catch? It can't be that broad, it can't be that great but know when Jesus invites Everyone, he, he means everyone. Anyone can come and follow and be a, a follower of Jesus Christ. There's no catch, no small print, no hidden fees. It's all laid out in a few words. This invitation, this call is open to anyone. The people of Jesus' day would have known that he was serious when he, when he called and as he invited people in this way. And why? You see, Jesus was a rabbi. He was a teacher of God's word. People called him teacher. Now, rabbis were those who who knew and had knowledge of the first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah. They they knew it well. They studied it. They devoted their lives to knowing these books. And rabbis were unique because they had a group of talmid, which is the word for student or disciple. And so they had a class of students that would follow them. That would be, I guess, a part of their school. And it was a very exclusive group. You see, most people would end up in a family trade. If your father was a carpenter, you would most possibly go on and learn to be a carpenter. However, if you wanted to be a student, you needed to to be accepted by one of these rabbis. It was a very exclusive group. And it involved an application process. You didn't just come along and say, well, I'd like to be a part of your class. I'll pay the fees. I'll fill out the application. No, no. It was very strict. There were heavy prerequisites and each rabbi had their own requirements. It would usually involve an impressive knowledge of the Torah. So, there were usually very educated people to the point of needing to know about how many words were in each book Many people even memorize the Torah uh, but by, by you know they memorize it completely in order to just be accepted into one of these classes or these these groups and the reason why you see the rabbis knew that their students reflected them, and so they would only take the best they would only invite those to follow them that they could be proud of if any of the students would fall away or they wouldn't do well well. It reflected poorly on them and so the standard was very, very high. But Jesus, as he always did, challenged this system. Jesus invited fishermen. We read in Matthew 4.18, we see that Jesus comes up and, and sees two sets of brothers, fishermen, out fishing. He invites them. We have Simon called Peter and Andrew, two brothers, and also James and John, also brothers. Jesus comes to them and he invites them to come and to be his disciples. These were uneducated, working class men. No prerequisites here. No application process. No, he goes and calls them to follow him. We also see that Jesus... Invited tax collectors. In Matthew nine nine. Jesus was walking along and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. We read, so Matthew got up and followed him. A tax collector. Tax collectors were despised. They were, they were hated by the people. They were Jewish people working for their Roman captors. They would collect taxes from their own people and give it to a corrupt and oppressive system. They were seen as betrayers. And yet Jesus comes to Matthew, the tax collector, and says, come and be my disciple. Jesus invites the nobodies, the despised. He opens his invitation to everybody, anyone, who would follow. And the crowds would have been amazed. You you could imagine, couldn't you? Some would have shook their heads going, who is this Jesus? Look at his disciples. Compare them to the the other disciples of the the other rabbi. Look at this group. Fishermen, tax collectors, really. Sure, some thought, Jesus, you were stooping really, really low. But then others would have been intrigued. Others would have been amazed. They would have seen Jesus and thought, wow, he's going against the system completely. Who is this man? And I'm sure some would have started to entertain the idea of following him. They would have seen that and thought, wow, if, if they're the type of people that can follow Jesus, well, well I, could, I could do that. And sure enough, we read that crowds followed Jesus to see what he would do to hear his teaching and many would follow. Beyond the twelve, many would follow him in his life to come. You see, the crowds would have realised that when Jesus was inviting everyone, he meant it. He meant everyone. This invitation, even today, goes out to everybody. There's no catch. There's no fine print. Jesus lays it on the line, come be my disciple. And if we think of anyone, well anyone means everyone. We would agree that Jesus invites everyone, but if we think about it for a moment, the church doesn't always reflect this, if we're truly honest. Even in churches and communities, a standard is formed. It's part of our human nature to prefer things a certain way. Soon there are preferences, unspoken preferences, unspoken standards are formed and even qualifications are put in place. There's an unwritten code, there's a a way to dress, a way to speak, think, to act and to look. We see this in, in, in most groups or community groups. Types of music, likes, dislikes seem to be there in an unspoken way. So this is a challenge for us. Jesus invites everyone. No qualifications, no standards. He means everyone. And the real picture of God's church is a picture of a group of people, a group of broken people. People who simply follow Jesus because he calls them to. A group of people needing the grace of God and and an interesting mix if you think about the original 12 and those that follow Jesus beyond that. There were people from all spheres of society and so the church today should reflect that. A unique community where people from different backgrounds, social circles, with different music styles, hobbies, different clothing styles, we all come together as one. We come together in God's family with people who annoy us and with people that we annoy. It's an odd mix. We come together with one central and common truth and it is simply this, that we follow Jesus. See Jesus' invitation to anyone will bring all types of people. I must say it's interesting as a as a community like this. Talk to the worship leaders, and and they will tell you the types of music that people often suggest. <laughs> Being such a broad group of people, we have all our likes and our our dislikes. And worship is often one of those things that is very personal and. And so we often try as, as a church to, to share in different forms of worship. It's not always easy. Some people want it a certain way but it, it's an illustration of just the, the difference that is within our mix. And it would be a shame if we ever only went and did things in a certain way because we're a church of different people. A church full of followers, fully committed Followers of Jesus Christ will welcome what is different. It welcomes the brokenness and it offers forgiveness and accepts forgiveness. Maybe not easily, but it does so because we know it's what Jesus calls of us. But a church full of fans, a church full of fans will not be able to tolerate or accept the diversity Instead, it will keep desiring to lean to what is safe and to what is comfortable. See, by inviting everyone, Jesus was getting rid of all the standards and qualifications of old. And also, he did something else. By doing so, he got rid of all excuses. You see, no qualifications means there is no excuse any longer for following him. Jesus' invitation was an open invitation to all people without qualifications necessary or prerequisites and it means an amazing thing everyone literally anybody can be a disciple you don't need to have a knowledge of the torah you don't need to be exceptional you just need to be willing to follow all of a sudden that was which that was which was exclusive sorry became totally inclusive. Previously, with the rabbis, well, you had to meet a certain standard. Now, with Jesus, that is no longer the case. All people can come. Now, your past doesn't matter. Your intelligence or your social standing, everyone and anyone has the chance to learn from this rabbi, this Jesus and yet people still seem to have excuses for not following Jesus. Maybe you're saying you're holding off because you're too busy. Maybe you're focused on too many other things. Many people feel that they're not good enough. I'll just, I'll just get my life together. I'll, I'll, I'll straighten it up first and, and, and then I'll follow Jesus. Jesus. Jesus has got rid of all excuses, all reasons not to follow. Anyone is welcome. It doesn't matter about your sexual past. Anyone can follow Jesus. It doesn't matter if you have a criminal record. Anyone can follow Jesus. It doesn't matter if you have a broken relationships in your past or, or that your marriage is falling apart. Anyone can follow Jesus. Maybe you're an alcoholic. Maybe you're struggling with drug addiction. It doesn't matter. Anyone can be a follower of Jesus. Anyone. Anyone can follow Jesus. But Jesus makes it very, very clear. It's anyone, but it's everything. It's all in. Jesus makes his invitation to anyone who would come after him, but he also makes it very clear that when you choose to follow Jesus, you're giving up everything. To know this life that he offers, you lay aside your own to discover life in its fullness with him. Luke 9, from verse 57, we read these words, and this is an intriguing passage of Scripture. It almost seems quite harsh. We read these words, as they were walking along, and they, that's the disciples, walking with Jesus, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests. But the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. He said to another person, Come, follow me. The man agreed, but said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plough and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying? These seem harsh, hard words. But if we look closer, what we see is that these men, when confronted with the invitation to follow Jesus, were making excuses, were delaying the need to follow him. One says, let me wait for my father to pass away so I can bury him, is what he's literally saying. Let me go and wait for my father to pass so I can put him into the grave. Then I will come and follow you. The other says, well, let me get home. Let me throw this big party. I just want to have this big farewell. I want to get everyone together and, 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 and say my goodbyes and then I'll come. Just give me some extra time. Then I'll come follow you. See, both of these men were making the terms themselves. They were making excuses. But Jesus calls for complete commitment to him. Maybe that's you. Maybe you hear these words today and you think, yeah, I'll follow Jesus one day. I just need to do this first. (laughs) Yes, I'll follow Jesus once I get my career on track. (laughs) I'll follow my Jesus. Uh, follow Jesus once my, my family is, has grown up and I I'll have more time to give. <laughs> yes, I'll follow Jesus if, when, follow Jesus, but. Maybe you've been making the terms. Today, Jesus is calling you to follow him and he says, Stop making excuses. Follow me. Don't put it off. Make the decision to follow me. When the early disciples would follow a rabbi, when these Talmud would finally be accepted into a rabbi's school, they would leave their homes, their jobs, and whatever was holding them back, and they would follow that teacher. The call to follow the rabbi named Jesus costs even more. You see, we see it in the early disciples that as Jesus went and as he travelled, we read, he says, I have no home, I have no place to, to lay my head. For Jesus lived on the road as he ministered and the disciples followed him. Wherever Jesus went, they went too. So when Jesus decided to go amongst sinners and the shameful amongst those that people would avoid, his students, his followers, would go too. And if Jesus decided not to flee from persecution, well, his students would stay by his side. A call to follow Jesus was a call to literally follow him, to walk with him and to live like him. We see this theme woven throughout the Gospels, and to the letters to the church. In 1 John 3.16 we read, We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Do you see the call? As followers of Jesus, we're called to live our lives, to model our lives after his one John 15, 12, Jesus says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. As followers of Jesus, we're called to love people the way that Jesus loves people. Not long after, in the same chapter, from verse 18, Jesus says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it, but you were no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. You see, a call to follow Jesus is a call to walk with him to love like Him, to suffer, to be persecuted like Him, to live like Him. You see, it's an amazing challenge and it's an amazing call to be able to follow Jesus, but it's everything. And that's a challenge. Because we often like the soft gospel. We want it easy. But it comes when we lay down our lives and we follow Jesus. As we do so, we know a life like no other, with him. So yes, this call is to anyone, but it's everything. That is what Jesus offers. The greatest teacher who ever lived Offers you the chance to become one of his students. The very Son of God invites you to know him and to walk with him in this life and in the next. To know and find spiritual life like never before. When Jesus says anyone, he means everyone. No qualifications, no excuses. But although he makes this invitation to anyone, he makes it very clear and guarantees that it will cost you everything. So are you ready? Are you willing? Are you willing to follow the Rabbi Jesus? Let me pray. Father, we thank you for who you are, for this time that you you speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, these are challenging words. They're encouraging words. Lord, we thank you that we have been invited, that you you invite us to follow you, Father, that you offer life like we could never imagine. You Call us, Lord, to put you first, to commit ourselves to you fully, to, to lay down our own lives, to live for you to go wherever you would call us, to live a life like you lived, to love people the way that you did. So we come before you, Lord, with this challenge. We come saying, yes, we will follow you. Wherever you call, wherever you call us, wherever you go, we will follow you, whatever the cost. In this time, Father, if there are those that have said those words for the first time, Lord, I just want to thank you. I thank you for them. And I pray right now that they will have a very real uh, uh, experience of your, your presence by your Holy Spirit, Lord, right now. I pray that you come upon them in a very real way. I also pray for each person who may have prayed those words, affirming those words again in their own heart, in their own spirit already as followers. Father, I pray again that your Holy Spirit may just come and fill them afresh, that there will be a boldness and a peace that will just come upon them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, now as we go, we also thank you that you give us the strength to live our days for you. Lord, you call us simply, Offer ourselves. You give us the Holy Spirit to do the rest. (laughs) So, Lord, whatever this week brings, whatever challenges lie before us, we pray that we may go living our days for you, confident, knowing that you are with us, that you will give us the strength to see it through. Give us the ability, Father, to be faithful to you, to follow you in all things. We pray these things now in Jesus' name and all of God's people say, Amen, Amen. Well, thank you for being with us here this morning. Wherever you are now, whatever you're going into, I pray that you will know that God is with you, that you'll experience his very real presence and peace in this time. Now, if you're sitting with people at home if you're sitting with another person, I encourage you, take a moment just to pause before you rush off into the rest of the day to pause and to to turn to each other and and share what you found encouraging or challenging in these words. Maybe God impressed something in your spirit, brought something to mind, share those things with each other and pray for one another, encourage each other in this time. Otherwise, I look forward to Seeing you however that may be, however that may look next week. Look forward to seeing you then. God bless.